This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some great ways you can connect with us completely complimentary. Whether you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. Maybe you're someone who wants a second set of eyes on your plan. You might be a family that's done your retirement plan yourself, or you may have not even started. In any of those cases, we can help. It all starts with reaching out, setting up that complimentary 15-minute phone call. You'll be able to see our calendar and schedule directly right at retirementreadyshow.com. And for our great friends in Wisconsin, we also have some upcoming evening workshops, February 21st and 22nd. We're going to be in Pewaukee, 6.30 p.m., one hour talking about the economy. We just got that CPI report in the last week that wasn't the number we were looking for. Markets did not like it that day, but what's going to happen with inflation? We really also want to focus on the fact that taxes are going up in January 2026. A lot of people don't realize there's some things that most of us can do ahead of time to prepare and minimize that tax rate increase impact on your retirement, but you have to take some action. So we're going to look at some actionable steps you can take. Those classes are about full. Again, it's February 21st and 22nd this week. Um, We have a few spots left, but we'd love to have you out. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Brad Allen. How's it going? Crowd goes wild. I like that. You don't do that every time. No. Should I do it more? Yeah. Pump like you that. up a little bit? Yeah, feels good. Now, you you were a big basketball player. Yeah. Right? Did you have like a song or something that got you pumped up for the game? No. I mean, that was in the, the jock jams era. You remember jock that? Jock jams. Yeah. That's a flashback. Yeah. You had those CDs and they'd play them before the games and get you all pumped up. But uh, no, I didn't really have a a song. No, no, no motivational song. Huh? Not that I can remember. I used, to, I, could, I used to watch I could a maybe lot record of, something for you. I, in fact, I, I still I just don't have a VHS player, but I still have these VHS tapes of these Michael. Jordan <laughs> I thought that tapes. was going to a joke about my age or something. <laughs> Beta VHS. I don't know. But I have these Michael Jordan tapes that I used to watch when I was a kid. And I brought them over to my parents house with my kids and we watched them and, and they love Michael Jordan, too. They're like wearing Michael Jordan jerseys to school and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. Kinda Mike cool. was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? I got the opportunity. We didn't have uh a ton of resources growing up, but my uncle took me one time to the Chicago Bulls when they were in Milwaukee, of course, you know, several stadiums ago, I think, but um, I'll never forget that. I actually recently had a chance because I've really fallen in love with basketball. I've had a chance to thank him for that because it was just one of those moments as a kid. I'll never forget seeing yeah. like Mike in person, you know? Yeah. I was there too with my dad. Um, that game that they won. What was it? What the, they, they broke the record, I think in Milwaukee of how many oh, games yeah, they won yeah. in the season. Yeah. So we were way up there, but it was so cool to be there, you know? 
Yeah, very, very cool experiences, but uh, good stuff and great topic this week, Brett. I'm excited about. Um, you may have heard of the term legacy planning. You know, family planning is one of the five steps in our retirement ready roadmap. Maybe you've talked about it with friends, read it, read an article about it, and maybe you thought, well, that's really for people with big mansions, even bigger bank accounts, not for someone like me. I want you to pause this week and think about that a little bit. Legacy planning isn't just about deciding who gets your beach house or your car collection. It's really about being ready for life's curved walls and setting up safeguards for your wishes and making sure you've got a plan in place for you and your loved ones. So no matter how big or small your bank account might be, this is an important part. You know, we always talk about the five parts of a complete retirement plan, and this is one of those five. So today we're going to dive deep into some common mistakes folks make when it comes to planning or Brad, sometimes not planning for their estate, but more importantly, we're going to talk about ways to avoid them. So let's jump in here, Brad, and get going. You know, here at our firm, we're not just about numbers and spreadsheets. We're about helping you turn life's, you know, kind of moments into lasting legacies. And a lot of folks we work with have a real deep wish. And it's not just about building wealth, but they also want to share it and maybe make a real difference in their loved ones' lives. It could be a real difference in a charity or a church that's important to you. So whether you're setting them up for the here and now or helping to ensure they have a comfortable future, we want to help you. We're passionate about making your legacy vision come to life. And Brad, when you get your state in order, that can be a major part of a complete retirement plan. And in a bit, we'll be diving into some of these principles to help you get that reasonable footing. And the magic really happens when, when you create, we're going to talk about some ideas today, but the magic really happens when you create a plan that's very specific to you and your family and what you're trying to accomplish. And that's part of our Retirement Ready Roadmap. And it's something that we would love to assist you with because this should be a very individualized process. All of us are going to have very different wishes, goals, dreams. You know, Brad, one of my favorite things I've learned over the years, some couples come in and say, Tony, we're living on mac and cheese and ramen. We want to save as much as we can to pass on to the kids and grandkids. The next couple comes in and says, boy, I hope the kids are saving for themselves. We want to enjoy ourselves. Whatever's left, we want to transfer to them efficiently and not, not to Uncle Sam if possible. The third group comes in and says, Tony, I love those kids, hmm. but... Right. They better be saving for their own retirement. In a perfect world, the day I pass away, my checkbook balances to zero and I've spent every penny. And, and the reality is it's your money. You have a right to be in any one, any one of those three camps. But we want to make sure that your wishes are followed. We want to make sure that happens. And sometimes for that third group, Brad, the reality is sometimes someone passes away. It's hard to talk about, but someone passes away sooner than we hoped. Yeah. If that happens, even if your intent was to spend it all, let's make sure the IRS isn't the biggest beneficiary because I don't think that's why you've worked so hard all these years. And so let's jump in, Brad. I think one of the big mistakes we see, and, and for us, if you decide to come in, it's a two-step appointment process. The first appointment is what we call the discovery. They're both complimentary. And we're really going to get to know you a little bit better, not just facts and figures. We'll, we'll collect that, of course, but 
you know, what does retirement mean to you? How do you define that term? Then we're going to take a look at the five key areas in retirement. We're going to ask you to rate yourselves one to 10, no sevens allowed. And if we have any areas where you're below, six or below, that might be an indication that we want to spend some time thinking about that a little bit, seeing if we can make that better so you don't have to worry about it in retirement. And as we go through that process, Brad, when we're at that stop in the Retirement Ready Roadmap, a lot of folks don't have a trust. And I think that could be a nice addition for some families. I real quick have to go back. You said we're not all about spreadsheets and uh, numbers. I've seen your computer, buddy. There's I know. Spreadsheets I'm a data nerd. <laughs> I, I try to hide that. <laughs> Keep my spreadsheets in a closet or something. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's a perfect segue. So you just mentioned the, the retirement plan that we put together. Now, the, the five key areas that we always talk about on every show um, the first one is family. So do you have a will or a trust? Do you have an estate plan in place? The second one is income. Third is investments. Then it's healthcare. And then it's taxes. Those are what we think are the five key areas in retirement that you need to address. And the reason you have to address all of them is that they all work together. It's a holistic plan. What you do in one area is going to affect the other four areas, and you just don't see it right away. It could be years down the road that it has that effect on those other areas, but they all have an effect. And, and most people, they, they're good with the investments, right? They have an investment plan, but that's the only thing that they have when they come into the office and they want to put that holistic plan together. So let's talk about family. That is having a will or a trust, having some kind of estate plan in place to say, this is who I want things to go to when I'm not here anymore. Not only this is who I want things to go to, this is who, this is where this money is going to go when I'm not here anymore. That's what putting that kind of plan together is all about. Making sure that you're putting that together while you're here, making sure that you can put it together while you know, you can make those decisions now with a clear mind and, and all those things and making sure that a court doesn't make those decisions for you. You know, you, you look at kind of the probate process and you read all these things in the news and how uh, certain families get stuck in probate. You see a lot of celebrities that get stuck in probate as well because they didn't have a will or a trust in place. And you just don't want that to be you. I mean, that that probate process could be a couple of years sometimes where your beneficiaries have to deal with those kind of things. So putting together that trust is super important. Every family, every individual has a different legacy wish that they want to create. And because legacy planning is not a one-size-fits-all scenario, it's important to understand some rules of thumb as to what every, everyone might, might want uh, to consider. There are a few planning documents that are essential, however, that you have to have. And one is a revocable trust. Now, you don't have to have that right there, you, you know, but it is a good thing to think about. Often simply referred to as a living trust, it's a legal entity created to hold and manage an individual's assets while they're alive. The trust then is used to transfer those assets smoothly. That's the key word. It, it's an easy transfer to designated beneficiaries upon the individual's passing. Not having one of these creates several issues. Assets that are not held in a trust must go through that probate process. Probate is a court-supervised procedure that can be both time-consuming and costly. The probate process is a public proceeding. That means that you know the details of your estate, including assets and debts and beneficiaries, become a matter of public record. This exposure can potentially invite unwanted scrutiny or opportunistic behavior from external parties. So you want to be careful with that. Without a clearly outlined plan and 
In a trust, your estate may be susceptible to disputes among potential heirs. This can further extend the probate process, ratchet up legal costs, and, and lead to family discord. And, you know, none of that stuff you want. None of that stuff you want for your kids. None of doesn't that stuff fun, you want doesn't for your sound family. Fun. It does not sound fun. So just starting the process of putting these things in place is really what's going to help avoid that kind of stuff in the future. And I think an important concept I want folks to consider is just, you know, understanding that your relationship with the fiduciary financial advisor really should be one where you can talk about these difficult things. Um, maybe you've been through it yourself. We've certainly seen both sides of the spectrum when someone's very organized. Think about that time period after you or a loved one passes away. And that's a pretty emotional time, you know, full of turmoil. And, and it's very difficult, you know, to really kind of process things and make decisions. So if things are buttoned up, I think people can focus on that emotional time and working through that grief. If they're not, as you're going through that difficult time, you also have to make all these financial decisions. And the data just shows us when you're in that state, you don't make the best decisions. So I think it's really important to set that up ahead of time and really make sure maybe it's that that last gift to your loved ones that you're really setting them up so they can go through this process as best as possible because it is challenging brad i mean one of the i would say more difficult i absolutely love what i do for a living but one of the more difficult pieces is you do grow grow close to clients and sometimes they pass away a lot sooner than you hoped um, we've had some tough stories over the years where someone retires i one of my very first couples many years ago you know retired um, and, and within months, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and then passed away within six months and never really got to enjoy that, which was heartbreaking. But he did set up his wife to be in a great position, and, and we were able to help them do that. So, you know, really think about that. Think about setting your loved ones up to be successful when they're going through this difficult time. Well, great topic this week, Brad. We're talking a little bit about estate planning, and, and I think it's very common for folks to hear estate planning, think about it, and think, boy, that's really, you know, for the ultra wealthy. That's not the case. You do want to have a estate plan. Sometimes it can be a little bit more simple, and sometimes they need to be a little bit more complicated, depending on the needs and the assets. Um, but one of the big mistakes we see, Brad, I want to talk about a little bit, and this one always just kind of makes my blood boil a little bit. So when when folks want to come in and take us up on that complimentary process, the first appointment is what we call our discovery appointment. So we're going to take some time to really get to know you and not just the facts and figures. I mean, we're going to collect that as well, but also, you know, what we call what's the why behind your retirement? You know, why did you save for 30, 40, 50 years? You know, what is it that you or the two of you want to accomplish? And, and we're going to go through that a little bit. We're going to take you through the five key areas on a retirement ready roadmap. We're going to ask you to rate yourselves for preparedness, one to 10, no sevens allowed. And if we have any areas that are under seven, they might be some areas we want to address so you can have that more holistic plan. And Brad, sometimes going through that process with new families, you know, we'll ask them about their estate documents. Oh, yeah, I got a trust. Yep, I got that done with an attorney. We say, okay, great. Can we take a look at it? And it's not what we call funded. And all that simply means is you have to actually retitle the assets so the trust is the owner of that assets. And that's a step a lot of attorneys don't do. They just leave it to you to do it. And you don't know you're supposed to do it. You don't know how to do it. I certainly empathize with that. But that can be 
a big challenge. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, you, you look at I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what I'm looking at. There's a bunch of lawyer print in there. There's a bunch of stuff I don't understand. I paid my bill. Looks yeah, good. Right. Yeah. So you see that often, though. You know, I have a lot of clients that'll come in and, and they'll have, you know, some documentation. They'll either have the will or the trust set up. But again, it hasn't been updated in a long time. You know, maybe there's some grandkids that should be in there at this point or some things that you might want to change or do or those kind of things. But um so you want to, you know, every couple of years, just make sure that those things are updated. And there's a lot of times where people have maybe a cabin up north or or they and they don't put it into the trust. They don't put their their home in there. They don't put some of the assets, you know, so you have to be careful about what type of assets you put or don't put into a trust. There might be reasons you don't put an IRA into a trust as the beneficiary just because you know, that's an entity and not a person. So essentially, if you pass away, the the trust might pay all the taxes up front before giving it to the beneficiaries, where if you just label individual beneficiaries, they can, you know, take it out over a 10 year period. And again, I'm no lawyer, right? But you want to sit down and figure out these kind of things and make sure that what you are and are not putting in the trust makes sense. And you want to do inventory. You want to do inventory every couple of years of is everything I need in here in here? And that's why having that that kind of relationship, Tony, with uh, a legacy planner and an estate planning attorney, somebody who's in your in uh, in your court to kind of look at this and review it, whether that's yearly, whether it's every couple of years, it just shouldn't be every 20 years. And then quite often, that's what I see is, you know, somebody put these puts these things together at one point, they can let it kind of sit. It's just out of sight, out of mind, you know, uh, that which is fair. Um, you only really have to put it together once, but you do have to keep it updated and those kind of things. So you want to make sure that you're doing all the right things, putting all the right things inside of those as well. Really important. And it's one of my caveats, right? We have a attorney Lillison in our main office that works with so many of our clients. And, and one of my caveats over the years when I'm interviewing different attorneys, asking them to potentially help our clients, um, is that they are doing the funding. Right. Part of the deal for me is they have to get that done. You can't count on non, you know, attorneys, people that don't have experience with this to, to take care of that. And it's such a critical step. In addition to that, what I really like is upfront pricing. There's none of this hourly business and maybe you're quoted 10 hours and it comes back at 26, right? There's just a flat price for each part of that service. So you know exactly what you're getting into and analyzing that cost can be part of your decision process. So there's, there's a couple of things that we really look for there that are important, but getting things funded is really critical. I think another one we see quite a bit, Brad, that's really important is this concept of not having a durable power of attorney or naming the wrong person to handle financial affairs. That can be a big mistake. I think we see a lot of families that maybe have four kids, so they Mm -hmm. decide to name them all because they don't want anybody to get upset. Well, what happens if two and two can't decide? 
Well, now you're back in court, which might have been a reason why you wanted to avoid that document anyway, or you may have certain kids that just aren't financially inclined and not in the best position to make those decisions. And it's hard to know that, right? I mean, it's hard to know if the kids are going to fight, if they're not going to fight, and, and you just want to take that chance, I guess. Do you know you with, with the boys, who's uh, who's going to be in charge well, of what? They're fighting every day. You know? <laughs> they're, they're, they're going at it. Right? Yeah, there's bruises. I, I, I think I told you we went to Florida and we drove down there a couple weeks back and my voice was gone by the time I got back from driving and yelling at them, stop punching each other, you know? And um, yeah. So what is a, a durable power of attorney? It, it, basically it's a, an essential tool in legacy planning. You know, often when an attorney drafts a living trust, they will simon, simultaneously draft powers of attorney to create a comprehensive legacy plan. However, this is, isn't universally the case. It's important for uh, individuals to recognize the distinct value of a, a DPOA apart from the living trust. Even those who uh, have not opted for a living trust might still consider the value of the uh, durable power of attorney. Simply put, while while a living trust helps ensure that assets are handled and transferred smoothly. A DPOA ensures someone is there to manage all those financial affairs, irrespective of, of where these assets are held uh, in case of the in case you just can't do it anymore. Not not having a DPOA in place or designating an, an, uh, an inappropriate person for this role can lead to significant complications. So. You know, basically, you just want to really make sure that person you're putting in that position is the right person for the job. You know, whether that's the 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 power of attorney for health care, whether it's the power of attorney for your finances, are they good with that stuff? You know, I, I have a lot of clients who say, well, you know, my daughter's a, a nurse and that's why we made her the the durable financial power of attorney for for for, for the health care stuff. You know that she's going to make the decisions on that. But our son is really good with money, you know, so he's going to make those kind of decisions um, for us on that stuff. So you just put the right people in the right seats, I think is the best thing you can do. You know, better than anybody, you know, which one of your kids or which one of your family or your friends or, you know, who in your life is going to fit that role the best. And just make sure that you put that together so that, you know, tomorrow you, anything can happen, right? You know, you just don't know what tomorrow brings. And, and if these kind of things happen and you don't have it in place, it becomes a struggle. It becomes really hard to figure it out after the fact. Um, and really what we're talking about today is is the 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 estate planning side of things. You know, every week we talk about the different areas of retirement that you should have a plan for, you know, and uh, one of the first areas that we always talk about every week that should be a part of your retirement plan is family and family is going to be how does this money go? to your family at some point. And, and Tony was mentioning before, there's there's different types of families who want to give everything. There's other families who say, I'm not leaving a penny, right? I'm going to bounce that last check I ever write. There's not going to be any money going to anybody. But you want to make sure in case something happens. We saw it over the years with COVID. We had clients that 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 passed away unexpectedly, right? And maybe you're planning on, on spending every penny out of your accounts. But if something happens to you before that, you want to have some kind of plan in place on who that money is going to go to so that the government or Uncle Sam or, you know, a court or you just don't want any decisions made that you didn't want uh, to make. So it's a big topic. It's not a fun thing to think about. It's not a fun thing for most people to put together, but super important, really important. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, loved ones can't automatically make those decisions if these documents aren't in place. 
And it's really important. I know we all have very different beliefs, staying on life support, not, you know, under what conditions do we maybe not want to have, you know, kind of life resuscitating measures taken. And I don't think that's a medical term. I just made it life resuscitating measures. Is that? It sounded like it, it sounded, sounded good. good. All right. As long as it sounded good. <laughs> but uh, I think folks know what I mean, right? I mean, we want to make sure whatever those individual wishes are that they're followed. And that, that advanced healthcare directive is, is something that can really help folks throughout that process. And, and Brad, part of our retirement ready roadmap is addressing, you know, some of this family planning, legacy planning. And I think those are things that are Sometimes the tougher things to talk about, but really important to accomplish. It is. It is. So that advanced healthcare directive, that's that's often known as a living will or, or medical power of attorney. And it's basically it's a document that specifies what action should be taken for an individual's health if they are no longer able to make those decisions due to illness or, or, or just you know, not not being able to make those decisions. So it's like a DPOA that we talked about earlier today. Healthcare directives are often included with the documents provided when establishing living trusts. Uh, but there is always the chance that it could be missing. The absence of this directive can introduce, you know, there's a lot of different complications that come about with it. So without a clear directive, medical professionals may be unsure about the course of action to take regarding life uh, sustaining treatments. This can lead to procedures that the individual might not have wanted. So you want to be clear about what you want, what you don't want there. In the absence of a directive, family members are, are left with uh, the agonizing task of making you know, medical decisions without clear knowledge of, of what you really wanted. And this can lead to disagreements among family members. It, it's, it's already an emotional, stressful time for the family. So it's making it an even more challenging situation at that point. Uh, if the individual had a preference against a certain prolonged treatments or interventions, the lack of directive might lead to extended suffering or reduced quality of life. So, you know, you again, we keep going back. You just want to have something in place. Everyone, regardless of their current health status, should consider creating an advanced healthcare directive. This document can clearly outline specific wishes concerning treatments and uh, interventions and of life care uh, and who's going to make the decisions on your behalf if you cannot make those anymore. Uh, this is someone that, again, you want to make sure is a trusted person in your life that can make hard decisions in these areas. As with other legal documents, it's wise to revisit this uh, periodically, especially after major life events or, you know, if a personal feelings about medical decisions change, you want to keep going. You want to keep looking at this uh, every couple of years and making sure that all of these things are in place the way that you want them to. Things change throughout the years, right? People change, things change. Uh, you, you might want to update this uh, along with the financial side of things. So you just want to make sure that you're staying in tune with that. That's why it's so prevalent in our retirement plan, not only when somebody meets with us the first time and we start putting a plan together, this is an area that we cover and focus on, but it's also an area that we focus on going forward as well. You know, we do strategy appointments with our clients throughout the year to make sure that we're addressing things that have changed, whether it's risk or any of those kind of things when it comes to the market, but also with family and making sure that everything's good there and, you know, sitting down, making sure we're updating these things along the way. Yeah, really important to keep those updated. And Brett, I just want to hit on you brought up a, a good point, I think, and that's this word change, right? And I don't know, there's probably a million different quotes, right? But change is probably inevitable. 
And I, I think sometimes not often talked enough about when it comes to a retirement plan is that it's not, I think some people feel like I kind of do the plan, it's etched in stone and that's it. And that's not always the case, right? I mean, sometimes things ebb and flow. We have to make mid-course corrections. This should kind of be a living, breathing document. Your advisor, when you go in for your reviews, whether that's once a year, twice a year, quarterly, or maybe you don't get reviews unless you call, but um, I, I think it's really important that your advisor is bringing up ideas, reconnecting with you to see if anything's changed. And it could be a change in the tax code. It could be a change in the economy, or it could be something really fun like, hey, me and my wife told you we wanted to do this in retirement, but now we're dreaming about this other thing. You know, could that be a possibility for us? And those are, of course, the fun ones to work through. Or the lottery. I've had the lottery. One. Somebody won the lottery once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I forgot. We do have a client <laughs> that won the lottery. Yeah. yeah pretty wild have you seen lately they they've changed the i think they monkey with the way they do the numbers and they've added more numbers or something so the odds are higher so it's driving these larger numbers yeah. and, and i think the data shows there's some portion of people that won't buy a ticket unless it gets really high right and they're sucking in those it's not extra worth dollars. it unless it's a billion you know right because <laughs> 100 million wouldn't do it right <laughs> Yeah, I forget the odds. Aren't, yeah, aren't you better? You more likely get struck by lightning oh, twice or something. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the same day. Yeah, right. right. Um, it's crazy though. Yeah, you see those numbers on the highway of the the, the current billboard Powerball numbers or whatever it is. You know, it's it's crazy numbers. But. It is crazy, Brad. I wanted to take a couple minutes to talk to you about Social Security. Okay. I know this is a big concern, and when you think about the five stops on a retirement ready roadmap. One of our stops is having an income plan, a plan where we know exactly where our income's coming from, from what account, what order. And part of that income plan is Social Security. And uh, we'll, we'll see how much time we have left here. But the first question I want to ask you is, is it as simple as taking it at 62, full retirement or 70? Uh, no, no. So you want to you want to really dive into those different years. So, uh, you know, most people that I meet, they come into the office and they have a plan for Social Security. But that plan is just based on I want to get the most out of this thing for the longest period of time possible. Right. So therefore, most people we meet, they want to take it right away as early as they can, whether that's 62 or 66. And I get it. That's fine. But you want to include Social Security as another asset that you've been pouring money into your whole life, because technically you have through your payroll taxes, right? So treat it like another IRA. And the question you should be asking yourself about when to take it is how does it work with everything else that I have? If I take Social Security at 62, I probably won't have to draw from my other assets for a while. That's going to get me through that kind of first season of retirement. The question there is, is that the best fit? Because what you're doing is you're taking Social Security, but you're letting all those other assets grow, which is great, right? But that could be a big taxable event for you later on when RMDs start in your 70s. So you have to look at Social Security as an asset, just like the IRAs, just like the Roths, all those different accounts that you have. And you have to situate it in your plan to make sense with taxes, with income, all those kind of things. So, you know, I mentioned it on this show quite a lot, but it might make a heck of a lot of sense for most families to hold off on Social Security a little bit and start drawing from their 401k or their IRAs first in retirement, because every dollar you take out, you're going to pay taxes on it, but you're going to be in the lowest tax bracket of your life at that point. 
and you're going to reduce your your taxable income later on down the road. And all the while, Social Security is guaranteed to go up six or eight percent. So I, I would say if if everything else in your retirement plan feels safe, feels good, but you're unsure about Social Security, it means you're unsure about those other areas in retirement, too, because it affects all of them. That's a great point, Brandon. I've always loved your approach to think about Social Security as an asset, not just an income stream. Even though we're coming through this time period where we've had pretty good guaranteed rates on fixed products, you know, 6% guaranteed growth from 62 to full retirement, 8% guaranteed from full to 70. Now, I mean, it's always going to make sense for everybody to delay it. Sometimes the right answer might be to start it early and take the reduction, but I think it's important to think about it. Don't just flip that switch. Really think about it and make it an active part of your plan. And at the heart of legacy planning is the simple act of being ready. It's about making sure your wishes however big or small they are, are known and respected, whether it's about your health or finances, or even what happens to a family heirloom. It's like creating a roadmap for those times you might not be able to give directions. Bottom line, don't put this off. Life is unpredictable and waiting for someday might leave you in a pickle. So dive in, get informed, you know, really walk through this process. And if this all sounds a bit overwhelming, while we're not a law office, we do not provide legal advice. We can help guide you, help figure out what you need and direct you in order to help you feel a little bit more confident about your future. That's a complimentary process with us. Boy, we'd be honored to sit down with you and help you tackle some of these big decisions. You've been tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.